now, time for Seafood News. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle, and this week's episode is brought to you by the Ernberry Executive Conference, now the premier event for the seafood industry. The Executive Conference, taking place at the Bellagio in Las Vegas from April 28th to 30th, is expanding this year, and for the first time, the Seafood Import Workshop is being integrated into the schedule. Take advantage of early bird pricing by registering before Thursday, February 28th. Visit earnerberry.com executive for more information. Now, I know we didn't put out a new episode of the Seafood News Podcast last week, but I swear I have a great excuse. We were putting the finishing touches on the 2019 spring issue of Erna Berry's uh, Reporter News Magazine, and I may be the new managing editor of the news magazine, so I'm a little biased, but this issue is probably one of our best ones. We've got an awesome cover redesign, plus amazing content, including a November import story on shrimp from Erna Berry's COO and market reporter Jim Kenny, a story on snow crab prices from Seafood News uh, publisher John Sackton, an interview with Pescanova USA's new CEO, Chris Mays, and so much more. Um, I mean, it covers everything from seafood to eggs, poultry, red meat. We've got it all. Um, the spring issue will be available at Seafood Expo North America in Boston, which is taking place from March 17th and 19th. So if you visit the Erner Berry booth, number 364, say hi to me and grab your copy. Um, or if you're not going, you can subscribe to Erner Berry's Reporter News Magazine for free. Yes, free. Visit earnerberry.com slash reporter to sign up to receive your copy. But moving along, I have some exciting news. My fabulous co-host, Lauren Castiglione, will be back in two weeks. The countdown's on. So that's only two more weeks of listening just to me. But fortunately, I've got another body in the room today, so you don't have to listen to me spew news alone. I'd like to introduce news assistant, Andrea Torsiello. Welcome, Andrea. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Well, I kind of forced you into this, didn't I? <laughs> but I like it. Thanks for being polite about it. Um, now, Andrea joined Erna Berry back in October. Uh, Andrea, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, our little seafood news listeners out there, a little bit about what you do at UB. So as a news assistant, my role is actually very diverse within the department. When I'm canvassing the news, I have to take a really broad look at what is going on because I am reporting on topics that affect all of the markets Ernerberry covers. So that's red meat, poultry, eggs, and seafood. It's a lot. Yeah, it is quite a spectrum, but I really enjoy it because the content of my work is unique each day and never tedious. And being part of the news team, Amanda, you know, we're always working on fresh stories and, you know, we're bouncing ideas off of each other. So it's never a dull moment for the news team in the Ernaberry office. Certainly not. <laughs> um, I'm mostly involved with Comtel and Food Market. So that's writing the daily newsletter for Food Market and then some original content for both Food Market and Comtel. I also do some weekly and monthly poultry and egg reports for UB Newswires. And I'll sometimes assist in getting stories out for Seafood News as well if it's a busy news day. And some of the listeners may recognize me from hosting Erner Berry's Daily Market Video or as a contributing writer for UB's Reporter Magazine. You wear many hats around here. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> does. Yeah, there's, there's, we should have a hat rack. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hang up a couple of hats. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that is what actually honestly makes this place fun is that like there's, your day is never the same. You always got something else coming on and, right. and you get to work with a bunch of different people around the office, you know, and I think that's, 
you know, your, your job is fun in that, like, like you said, you get to work with eggs, red meat, poultry, you get, you get to work with everybody. So with seafood, sometimes I'm a little stuck, but like I said, working with a reporter, I get to work with the eggs department, right. you know, everybody. And, and we have such a great staff at Ernerberry. Yeah. Um, which if you go to the executive conference, you can meet all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and one more plug. But anyway, um, actually, Andrea, you have a couple of stories in the upcoming issue of the reporter, um, including one of our cover stories. It's on uh, 2019 food trends. And uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. So make sure you check that out when the issue comes out. And Andrea, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, so super excited to be here. I, keep buttering me up, Andrea. <laughs> keep it coming. Um, but let's talk about some news. Why don't, you, why don't you take things away with the first story? Sure. So last week, a U.S. seafood processor, Ocean Beauty Seafoods, announced that they've reached an agreement with Swedish-based frozen food giant Findus to begin distributing Findus products through Ocean Beauty's U.S. distribution network with food service products available in quarter two of 2019. And retail products will be available in 2019 as well. And for those who are unfamiliar with Findus, they are part of the Nomad Foods Europe, uh, which is the largest frozen foods producer in Europe. So Nomad has been a pioneer in the industry for over 70 years with over 4,300 employees in 15 countries and 10 factories. So that's a lot. Yeah, indeed, Amanda. And Seafood Expo North America attendees will get a chance to see the Findus Fish-based product portfolio in Boston from March 17th to the 19th. And you can find Ocean Beauty Seafoods at booth number 1205. I'm going to be checking them out. I want to, I like uh, checking out new products and especially, and yeah. you've never been to uh, Seafood Expo North America, but it's basically just like you can eat all day long. So if you love seafood, it's like amazing. <laughs> so, but uh, you get to try a bunch of new products and, and uh, even just like checking out some of the unique packaging that they have. It's, it's a really yeah. cool opportunity. Um, so, and actually this will be uh, Finnis's third year in attendance at Seafood Expo North America. And they uh, first became established in the Canadian market back in 2016, and they were looking to enter the U.S. market last year. So the company used the 2018 Expo to present a range of frozen fish products, including steamed delicious cod loins and their new Italian seafood pasta sauces. So like we said, be sure to check them out. But moving along, Lent begins on March 6th this year. Mark your calendars. Uh, But many restaurants are already starting to add seafood options, including Wendy's. The North Pacific Cod Sandwich is a limited time menu option at Wendy's, only added once a year. And for those who have never indulged, the staple from Wendy's starts with a wild-caught North Pacific Cod Filet, which is hand-cut and lightly breaded with crispy panko crumbs. And we actually just had a reader email us earlier to rave about the crispy panko breaded crumbs. That's right, we did. And uh, the filet is topped with a creamy dill tartar sauce, dill pickles, and crisp lettuce, and served to fish lovers on a toasted bun. I tell you, Andrea, you cannot beat a toasted bun. No, you cannot. I like Yum. my buns toasted. Um, you can say that again. Yum. Yum. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> while fast food chains like Burger King and McDonald's also offer fish sandwiches during Lent, what sets Wendy's apart from the others is that their fish sandwich is made from cod instead of pollock. And this is actually particularly interesting this year, considering the large price difference between cod and pollock. Uh, according to Erner Barry market reporter Janice Schreiber, during 2018, all cod products saw a firming market throughout the year. Pricing for twice-frozen Pacific cod, 48 ounce, currently average, averages $3.20, while Pacific twice-frozen pollock fillets, 68 ounce, average $1.60. That's a 50% difference between the two items. 
And the same holds true in the single frozen market where Alaskan cod prices on 8 to 16 ounce averages $4.45 and single frozen Alaskan pollock pricing averages $2.70 for 4 to 6 ounce filet. So both scenarios paint a picture of cod being significantly higher than its whitefish than its uh, whitefish counterpart. Like I said, and that's that's because Wendy's, you know, it's a staple on Wendy's, you know, menu, but it's a limited time offer. So they could have switched things up and did pollock this year. So it's kind of interesting that they decided, even though it's more expensive, like, we got we got the North Pacific cod and we're keeping it. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I love that these food service operators do this with seafood during Lent because I love eating seafood, but I don't necessarily like cooking it. Yeah. It's expensive and it's hard to do. So it's something I'd rather go out for than make on my own. Totally. So. It's great that they offer that. And moving along, the Fishery Survival Fund, representing the offshore scallop industry, sent two people to the UK last year to make a short film on the interactions between wind farm development and the fishing industry. They found that initially the UK government granted leases without even informing fishermen who found out only when their grounds were already slated for development. Subsequently, new process have brought in the industry very early on in the licensing process, but many feel that they are listened to but not heard. One of the biggest issues on one of the wind farms highlighted in the film area are the sediment plumes, which have changed the ecology of the local area and have driven away fish. The Fishery Survival Fund is particularly concerned about placement of leases in major scallop grounds, making the suggestion in the film that changes in sediment, water turbidity, and tide flows could negatively impact scallops. And you can watch the seven-minute video on YouTube by searching for the Fishery Survival Fund. Thanks, Andrea. In other news, Trident has again been the target of an EPA fine. The EPA announced a proposed settlement filed in Alaska District Court that would mean Trident would pay a $900,000 fine and spend up to $23 million to fix refrigeration leaks and upgrade equipment with alternative refrigerants when required. The EPA said in its notice that Trident used thousands of pounds of refrigerants that deplete the ozone layer when they are released. The EPA alleged that Trident violated the Clean Air Act by failing to promptly repair leaks of the refrigerant uh, R22, and Trident's failures allowed its appliances to leak refrigerant at higher rates for thousands of days, causing over 200,000 pounds of harmful refrigerant to be released into the atmosphere. So Trident will retrofit or retire 23 refrigeration appliances used on 14 marine vessels to use an alternative refrigerant that does not harm the ozone layer compared to typical refrigerants. Uh, Trident agreed to retrofit nine of these appliances as part of a supplemental environmental uh, project. Uh, Because of these retrofits, nearly 100,000 pounds of harmful refrigerant will be removed from use and future leaks will not damage the ozone layer. And finally, Amanda, let's end it with some fun news. This was not fun for you, Andrea? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The Academy Awards were this weekend, and while all eyes are usually on the Best Picture nominees, foodies were all about Wolfgang Puck's post-Oscars Governor's Ball menu. This year's dinner reportedly included 15 kilos of caviar, 250 Maine lobsters, and 350 pounds of tuna. Now that's a lot of lobster. <laughs> Which is actually, um, this is the 15 kilos of caviar. Last year they had gold-dusted caviar. I did see that. So I wonder interesting. I wonder if this, I guess, maybe people didn't enjoy the yeah, gold. Yeah, no gold this year. <laughs> I know, I prefer my gold on me in jewelry form <laughs> rather than my caviar. But, you know, I'm not an A-lister, so maybe, maybe I don't know what... What I'm missing, you know. But uh, that wraps up our show for this week. Once again, this week's episode was brought to you by Ernerberry's Executive Conference, taking place at the Bellagio from April 20th to the 30th. And once again, I'd just like to thank you, Andrea, for joining me so I wasn't sitting in this room alone. Yeah, thank you for having me, Amanda. You Hope got to it. be back sometime soon. Well, let's not push it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.